Hello, my name is Andre Weatherspoon and I am a first year here at Randolph College. During my time at Randolph, I plan to double major in psychology and political science with a minor in music education. After graduating from Randolph College, I plan to go to medical school to eventually become a forensic psychiatrist. The book of my choice I read was called The Blood of Emmett Till by Timothy B. Tyson, which was published January 31st, 2017. Timothy B. Tyson is an American writer and historian that was born in 1959 in North Carolina. Also, he teaches courses involving American studies at the University of North Carolina and Duke University. Tyson has written many popular books over the past decade. He is most famously known for his New York Times best-selling Blood Done Sign My Name and Radio Free Dixie, Robert F. Williams, and The Roots of Black Power. Blood Done Sign My Name talks about the murder of Henry D. Malward in Oxford, North Carolina during the 70s. Radio Free Dixie talks about the story of a very influential and very well-known black activist, Robert F. Williams, and how he and others fought against systemic racism and how Radio Free Dixie came about. The Blood of Emmett Till talks about the life of a 14-year-old African-American boy named Emmett Till and how he was brutally murdered at the hand of white supremacy during the 50s. Also, it showed the widespread events after and during while this lynching was committed. Before and during the 1950s, racism was at an all-time high, especially in southern states, specifically Mississippi, Louisiana, and Alabama. Even though it's thought that northern states didn't have racism problems and that they were quote-unquote progressive, Chicago, Illinois in 1919 was deemed one of the most racist places. The reason why it was deemed like that was because on Sunday, July 27, 1919, a 17-year-old boy by the name of Eugene Williams and his friends had a draft that accidentally drifted across the segregated beach line. Even though there wasn't a physical line, a white man proceeded to throw rocks at him and his friends, which resulted in Williams getting struck on the head and caused him to drown. With the events that started to occur, an all-out race war happened. This riot was very gruesome. You had white gunmen shooting bullets recklessly in African-American neighborhoods, and with that, you had black snipers returning fire to them. This riot lasted for five days. Think about it. Five days is a long time in my book to have all these crimes happening and no legal action is happening. At the ending of the riot, thousands became homeless because of the fires that were created. Also, 23 blacks were killed and 15 whites were killed. Lastly, 500 citizens, two-thirds being black, were severely injured. The riot did nothing but cause chaos, which eventually divides the race even more than what they already were. This helped further explains how Emmett wasn't so new about racism. He didn't know what was going on around him in this state before leaving for Mississippi. But it's also interesting about this book, it is a mixture between primary and secondary sources. Tyson uses documents from the trial in the book and uses the interview he conducted with Carolyn Bryant Dunham. Emmett Till was born on July 25, 1941 to Mamie and Louis Till. Like I said earlier, Chicago wasn't a good city at the time, and Mamie tried to keep Emmett near her at all times so he didn't get to visit his other family members besides his grandmother. Mamie let Emmett visit his great-uncle Moses and cousins during the summer of 1955 in Money, Mississippi. On August 24, 1955, Emmett and his cousins went to Bryant Grocery and Meat Market. Emmett walked into the store where the store clerk, Carolyn Bryant, was at to buy candy. During the process, it was said that Emmett was very inappropriate towards Bryant. It was so bad, she went to go grab her husband's gun. Emmett decides to leave, but let a wolf whistle out to her while leaving the store. A few days after the incident between Till and Bryant on August 28th, 
Emma is kidnapped by Carolyn's husband, Roy, and her brother-in-law, J.W. Milam. They went to Till's great-uncle's house around 2 o'clock in the morning and proceed to threaten Till's great-uncle and cousins while looking for him. While during his kidnapping, they first pistol whip him unconscious while driving him to the shed only to shoot him in the head and toss him into the Tallahatchie River. Throughout this whole book, it gave me a lot of insight into and about the kiss as a whole and how she was. One thing that stuck out to me the most was the interview that Timothy B. Tyson conducted in 2008. The reason why this had so much impact, it's like a crucial missing piece to the puzzle that everybody's been trying to solve. In the interview, she was asked what happened that day and how did everything escalate to Emmett Till being murdered. She talks about the incident and also says that some things that she stated in the court was false. One thing being he grabbed her by the waist and whispered inappropriate things to her. While the interview is happening, she states that she would love to tell more about the incident, but since it happened so long ago, she didn't remember as well. I feel like sometimes when something traumatic happens to a person, they either remember it vividly or shut it out completely from their brain or being. But I feel like since she knew that she was a white woman in the South, she could play the quote-unquote black men rapist card like a lot of white women did during that time. For example, Ida B. Wells' pamphlet Southern Horrors talks a lot about how white women would have affairs with these African-American men and then lie and then say that they were raped by them so society wouldn't shame or shut them about. Even though when white men had sex with African-American women, it wasn't looked down as bad. I feel like this case wasn't given the correct trial because of the stigma that all white women were pure and that. Also, what stuck out to me the most was how Carolyn's brother-in-law had a tremendous factor on how and slash why Emmett's death was so gruesome and disgusting. It is talked about how Roy Bryant didn't even want to kill him but rough him up to make him not do it again. J.W. honestly probably had his own sick and twisted motives not to fix the situation but to show the whole city this is what happened when quote unquote nigger boys don't stay in their place. Also, I love how Megan, instead of just grieving and just letting the murderer put up the shade, she brings awareness to about what happened not only to her but what is happening if not to all African-Americans in the South. She uses her pain and grief to start effecting change, and then she does him in helping Megan help spark the civil rights movement in America. Lastly, the reason why I would recommend this book is that the events that happened to Emmett Till are still occurring today, one of them being Kawan Charles, a 15-year-old black boy that was murdered in Louisiana. Charles went missing on October 30th, 2020, after leaving the house with two people. It is said that Kawan wasn't murdered, but drowned 20 miles from his home. This case displays so many unanswered questions, just like the Emmett Till case. The problem and questions that the Charles family has was why was his face mutilated similar like Emmett Till? Many questions have arrived that even if he did drown, why was the bottom of his face ripped? Juan Charles is also being deemed the Emmett Till of 2020. I feel like if we don't take the time to read and understand history, how are we going to change the problems that have been happening for decades? My name is Andre Weatherspoon, and thank you for listening to my podcast.